This is the Business Storytelling Show, a top global marketing podcast listened to in more than 100 countries, live streamed on social media, and broadcast on DBTV. Christoph Trapp chats with industry leaders to help your company tell better business stories. Here's today's episode. Hey, 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 let's go, Business Storytellers, episode 638. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about what goes into a good SEO strategy. And also, most importantly, perhaps, how do you actually make it work, right? Because at the end of the day, I've seen more than my share of uh, strategies. They're just sitting there and they, oh, you can read them. They're well written. But if nobody implements them, what's the point? What is the point? So today I'm excited to talk to Nanat Patak. He's a technical writer. Uh, ran across him in one of the many Slack groups I'm in. Uh, I don't remember which one exactly, but the discussion was around um, SEO. How do you have a good strategy? What goes into it? And how do you move forward uh, from there? Let's get him on the show here and dive into the topic. Nanat, welcome to the show. Bye. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on board. So nice. I, I met on Superpath, if that's what I remember, right? Superpath, I think you're correct. Yeah, I can't keep track. There's a bunch I'm in, and yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, where do you meet people? Where do you uh, run across them? It's hard to keep track, honestly. And you are based in Mumbai. I had a good time in Mumbai a few years ago, maybe almost 10 years ago now. So any conferences in Mumbai, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to travel on over and talk about business storytelling. But enough about me. Let's talk about what goes into a good SEO strategy. What are your, how do you get started? What needs to be included from your perspective? Hey, sure. So uh, we're just diving right in. Um, you know, a lot of things, um, when it comes to SEO strategy, the thing is we actually got into the conversation because somebody asked us on the, on the community, um, you know, what is a good amount of traffic for any website? And uh, it comes down to, you know, what kind of products you're building, what kind of audience you're trying to gather or capture, and uh, what type of, what, what's the ticket price of your product? So these are all the things that go into a building an SEO strategy, first of all. Um, so coming down to the basics of it, um, you, you might hear a lot of things about, you know, finding keywords, finding, uh, uh, you know, kind of figuring out who your audience is and everything. So let's let's start with the basics. Um, I'll give you a very quick overview of what exactly it is. And uh, then probably, Chris, you can take over and ask any further questions that you have. Okay. So when you want to create an SEO strategy, the first thing that uh, we do is figure out what the product is if it's a high ticket product or a low ticket product and based on that, who you want to target. So that forms the top of the funnel for you. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to put, put this thing together in my head. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what's interesting to me is, I mean, first of all, um, it's like the accidental SEO strategy, right? I mean, people, you if you start just publishing content and it's halfway interesting, halfway unique, you will rank for something at some point. But the problem yeah. is it might not be the right thing, right? So you really have to figure out, number one, what is your target audience? What do they search for? What do they care about? And then what do you have to say about that content that's actually halfway unique? And I'm still picking on uh, healthcare because back in my healthcare days, every 
hospital I work with wanted to write an article on the four signs of a heart attack. And you know what? I mean, you're not going to rank for that. I mean, everybody has written about that. And even if it's yep. five signs now, it's really difficult to 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 actually rank for that. So how do you, uh, so I've kind of, you know, figured out over the years, like how, what's the, the my content tilled, as Joe Polizzi would say, but how do you figure out what is that area to focus on? And then how do you prioritize from there? Oh, sure. So here's the thing. Um, you rightly mentioned that a lot of pe- a lot of businesses that are just starting out, they go ahead and you know pick the most difficult keyword, the most difficult topic on the planet, and they expect an SEO to just magically come in and uh, kind of rank number one for it. And that's not going to happen. So here comes the point. SEO strategy has to be around what your current position is in the market. And there are a lot of things that go into building your position. So the number one thing is, you know, you kind of have to start from uh, basic keyword research, which you can find on the internet. You can find pretty much any website, any uh, website like Ahrefs or Backlinko talk about it. Um, what we are looking at is we are trying to figure out what are the keywords that our website can rank for and uh, what are the keywords that we can actually write about that are relevant to our audience. Now, um, I'm just trying to, um, so just give me one second. Let me put this into a perspective so that the audience can actually understand it. Of course. Yep. I mean, so, so you have to come up with something that's unique, right, at the end of the day. And I, I think what's interesting to me is when you talk about, um, like, the, like, people try to rank for all these high-ranking keywords, um, I don't know what the, the I don't know what the right number is, right? But something that's being searched for fifty times a month, maybe that's a little bit too low. But I know for a fact that something that's being searched for fifty thousand times a month, right? I mean, I'm not going to rank for that out of the gate. So how do you find that sweet spot? I mean, is it really as simple as just coming up with, you know, here's what the audience wants, here's what I have something to say about, and then figure out what the right terminology is, or or how do you kind of go from there? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We will just, we'll just go back to the basics. We'll start with, um, you know, let's say you have a domain, you, you have a domain that you just started out. You want a business to, you know, get onto the SEO side of things. And, uh, the first thing that we do is actually figure out what are the key terms that people are searching for. We use a lot of, um, you know, keyword research tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush or, uh, even just Google suggest for that example, uh, for that matter. And uh, what we try to figure out is what are the keywords that people are typing into Google? What are the keywords that uh, they find interesting and are also relevant to our business? And uh, based on that, we kind of start with filtering out what are the lowest volume terms. So when I mean volume, it means how many times a keyword is searched per month. As Chris rightly said, it could be 50 times a month or 50,000 times a month, like uh, a keyword like... uh, you know, rhinoplasty can be searched a million times a month, but rhinoplasty in a specific location, um, you know, under a specific budget will be searched much lesser than just the word rhinoplasty. So what we are looking for is trying to start with those keywords, which are really long, which are really targeted. And we know that the person who's searching for them are absolutely looking to buy the product from you. Um, 
that's number one so keyword strategy keywords keyword research is number one for sure when i when i get into seo the first thing that i always do is just start with looking up what my competitors are writing for and of course you know who the competitors are because you're getting into the business so you are going to get started with the competitor research you're going to figure out who you're competing against what are their domain names what are their uh, you know marketing strategies and stuff so from there on we pull pull it into seo and figure out what they're writing for what they're actually ranking for and you can figure out what they're ranking for based on ahrefs or any other tools now once you figure out what they're ranking for that is when it comes down to you know you figuring out what you can rank for and again that comes down to the search volumes so yeah that that goes into the basic seo strategy the the basic keyword strategy for that matter yeah let's talk about yeah. competitor research for a second i mean it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to me because uh number one certainly i mean yeah i mean i want to know what my competitors are ranking for but just because they're ranking for it doesn't mean i will be able to rank for it right or not maybe not today and also uh what makes me unique what makes my company unique when it comes to the same topic right so if my competitor if i'm launching a brand new site and you know no domain authority nothing brand new and my, my one of my competitors has been around for a while their site you know much higher authority already and um they're ranking for things like my content probably has to go a little deeper a little bit more unique a little bit more um yep. you know a little different right i can't i can't if i write the same article i'm not going to rank for it automatically i mean i see it on uh, hubspot i mean hubspot.com is might be the most ripped off website that i've seen quite yep. frankly right every time somebody writes an article on hubspot.com there's like i don't know 15 25 other pages that's just scrape it over and whatever and it doesn't help them like they're not yep. catching up to hubspot right they got like a zero or three domain authority so just an example to keep that in mind so how do you so once you figure that out once you see what your competitors are doing how do you use that to evolve your strategy to be truly unique yeah sure so uh putting it on to the point of uh, domain authority uh so domain authority is a made up statistic or a vanity metric you it's it's only the tools that we use that figure out what this uh, domain authority or domain rating is and uh, in general in the industry practices we we stick to what ahref is doing ahref's uh, domain rating is really good so so we start with when we when we start with competitor research we we know their domain names we know what their uh, you know blog blog domains are if they have a different separate domain and we start by putting them one by one into these keyword research tools now once once you figure out you know what are the domains that are actually really low domain rating or dr those are the domains that we can start competing with now now a lot of people might be confused on what exactly this dr is so dr is made up of the number of backlinks that you have and also the number of quality backlinks that you have so let's say new york times for example sends a you know mentions your brand on uh, on the one of their blogs your domain rating is going to shoot up within a month because it's new york times talking about you but on the same side if another random blog just mentions your brand it is not going to impact your domain rating pretty much at all unless they have a high domain rating as well so it all comes down to backlinks it's like 
we are creating a cluster of um, you know different links coming in and you your domain being the center of it and we want every link to come to your domain so that the dr starts increase now this dr determines how much how much trust google has in your domain and uh, based on that it also decides how much traffic it should send to you so yeah um let's say you you pick a competitor with uh, dr1 or 2 or 3 for that matter and a lot of lot of do- domains in this uh, you know in in these boring industries like rhinoplasty for that example uh, generally do not focus on seo so they have lower drs and uh, it's much easier to rank for them um yeah i mean once you once you start from there that's where uh, the dr grows and you you can start ranking for better keywords you know it's interesting to me too yeah certainly domain authority is a made up uh, metric by all these different tools that you can buy to uh, or license to to check your your rankings and whatnot but i also think it's it is kind of helpful to see are you going in the right way are there some of the signals that yeah. are that are being helpful so it certainly is helpful but again keep that in mind it's not a ranking anything it doesn't in fact the ranking factor is always change i mean we're talking about backlinks now and uh certainly i always i mean i have backlink strategies in place for example you know i send out uh quotes right when people have questions for their articles do it all the time probably one of the best ways to get backlinks quite frankly um you know people link to me all the time when when um, they're writing about something related and i show up top you know in the top 3 or whatever on search as it is um if it's not the same term that they're looking for um i don't really reach out to people and say please link to me please link to me you know whatever i know a lot of people do that i'm not necessarily a fan of that uh strategy too much uh, at least not for me um uh, but but backlinks i think i heard john miller talk about that of, from google how even backlinks are changing how it's not maybe as as important anymore as it was 10 years ago right and maybe that is because people are trying to game the system and you certainly can game the system when it comes to backlinks because you know like i link to you you link to me if i have 10 sites three link to this do you know what i mean i mean you can certainly build those webs if you wanted to i wouldn't recommend it uh but things change all the time anyways um what about the um so there's different ways uh of driving results with seo can we talk about the different assets for a minute i mean you have the written word which i think is important you have audio content podcast video I mean all these different things and I even I was talking about um vid- video being indexed uh, I don't know a couple mm-hmm. years ago but if you have a YouTube like this YouTube version if it's on my website it's automatically indexed like I don't have to do anything Absolutely. um so right like it's it's basically <laughs> automatic so how do you how do you figure out what content types you should focus on um to drive the best SEO results Yeah sure so uh here's the thing I generally want to keep up with the trends because the earlier you are on a trend the better the better the opportunities will be for example when the web stories thing came out a lot of people made hundreds of thousands of dollars just by creating spamming web stories to google and uh, getting a lot of discover traffic so it 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 absolutely helps you know being the first or being a beta tester or being an early adopter to any technology so in this case i would um, i would absolutely suggest brands to you know try out shorts try out youtube videos if they have never done it before and uh, written word has always been there 
is will always be there because even for youtube you need to have descriptions even for shorts you need to have you know kind of um, add those descriptions add those keywords add those uh, meta tags and stuff to start getting the rankings maybe in the future once uh, youtube starts figuring out what the content of the video is maybe then we would not need the text part of it but for now text is staying but experimenting with youtube shorts is absolutely a must for brands right now there is uh, uh, there is absolutely no reason not to because it just takes like a minute to create a video so yeah these are the things that i would start with for sure um yeah go ahead chris you know it's interesting you've mentioned web stories i wish some of these people would have sent their hundreds of thousands of dollars to me um, I would be, would be happy to create web stories for you. So I jumped on the web stories bandwagon as well. And mm -hmm. I saw some work, but you know, one of the biggest problems with web stories, in my opinion, honestly, is, and I get it, not every blog post is going to drive conversions until you're blue in the face. But, you know, like web stories were so hard to interlink to other things. I mean, you know what I mean? It was so yeah. difficult to like have a call to action or even like they just looked completely different from the whole site. Now, with that being said, I probably created, I don't know, maybe a hundred web stories, you know, when they first came out and mm -hmm. tried different things across different projects. Uh, and I saw one the other day that was driving some SEO traffic still. So like oh. they they do work, but uh, I think overall, I probably, I, not probably, I don't invest any time into web stories. I don't do them. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that train has kind of come and gone. So certainly... Yeah. But I think it's always worth trying. Um, how, but how long do you get to try? I mean, so one thing when it comes to SEO, right, if you do it well, it can start up pretty quickly, but it's not going to necessarily be like a paid campaign, right? I mean, if I'm running this huge, if I spend a million dollars on a paid campaign, certainly I'm going to drive some business, um, hopefully. But on mm -hmm. an SEO campaign, you know, like it's going to slowly move on up. Um, but how long do you give something to work? Like the web stories, I gave it probably six months, you know, mm -hmm. uh, written content. I give it whatever it needs to be quite frank, because I know it works, um, especially if you do it correctly. Uh, but how long should you try new things? What's like the, the runway you, you'd like to give it? Yeah, so uh, I'll give you a funny story. Uh, I'll give you a story about web stories. Uh, there was a little, there was a young kid, uh, that that interviewed on one of the seo channels and uh, within just within within just a month he started making about 500 dollars a day from seo uh, from web stories and uh, the only reason why he was able to do that because he got a few of his uh, college friends and, and uh, asked them to just spam web stories so they were creating about 300 web stories a day and that's where they saw results within a month or two uh, so yeah, hundred web stories wasn't gonna make it. I think it was a time when people were just programmatically creating web stories because there was an API access for it, and uh, they were creating hundreds of thousands or millions of uh, web stories based on you know random news articles on the web. Now, when it comes to no regular SEO, when it comes to text-based SEO, you have to wait at least three to six months for it to rank, because. You, you absolutely have, uh, Google absolutely has zero idea what your domain is. Google absolutely has zero idea what you rank, what you are expert in. And uh, there is no reason for it to give you any traffic at all for the first six months until you prove that you have enough expertise in a specific domain. So 
um, let's take an example of a SaaS company for that matter. Um, suppose the SaaS company is in customer support. I would go ahead and figure out every single topic that is around customer support, uh, the questions that people are asking on Reddit, questions that people are asking on Quora, questions that people are searching for on the Google search uh, search tab. And, you know, you kind of type it in, you don't hit enter. It starts suggesting things to you. So I'll make note of all of those things. There are tools that will help you do that. But I start with, you know, just the search tab and that helps out. And uh, you start by creating the most long tail content possible around any domain, any topic that you want to cover. And uh, within, a f- within a few months, you'll start seeing traffic. Yeah. So, um, in general, if you do it right, you should see at least one to two visitors a day within a week or two. Yeah, got it. You know, what's interesting is what's the right mix of quality versus quantity? I mean, so certainly um, I'm not going to create millions of web stories, right? I'm going to create maybe a hundred, um, but, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm going to create a few blog posts, a few podcast episodes a month. So how do you, uh, what's the right mix? I mean, you don't just want to spam everybody and just crank out crap, right? Which of course stands for content really annoying to people, but what's like the right in maybe 60 seconds, tell me um, what is the, like the right mix to find the right quality and quantity mix? Uh, If you have the budget, start with quality. If you don't have the budget, start with quantities, write 500 word articles, you know, write 30 of those, figure out what is ranking and then expand on the ones that are ranking, discard the ones that aren't ranking so that you can focus on the ones that Google deems worthy for your articles for your domains. So if you write 30 articles, 10 of them start ranking, just elaborate those articles, make them more in-depth and uh, get rid of the remaining 20 if you want. That's what I would, I I generally start with. I think that's a good strategy. And I think people forget about that. It's okay to go back and update your content after the fact and add more content as you can think of it or as it comes up or as it develops in the industry, however it might be. Uh, Really appreciate you coming on. In the last... um, 50 seconds here or so. Tell us um, who should reach out to you, who should connect with you, and uh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Chris. Um, You know, I I do a lot of content writing. I do a lot of SEO strategy stuff. Um, If you have a business in B2B SaaS, um, feel free to reach out to me on the website that you see below. And uh, I also have a Twitter, which is twitter.com slash nenadrights. Feel free to reach out to me. I can help you out with... uh, just getting you getting you start from zero to one. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review the business storytelling show on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. See you then.